Welcome to the Catholics on Campus podcast, where certified Catholic mindset coach and college student development expert, Dr. Virginia Cook, provides practical tips and coaching to succeed in college while growing in your Catholic faith. And now, your host, Virginia Cook. Hi, have you ever stopped to think about why you are going to college? Or for those college grads listening, why did you go to college? What comes to mind? For those still contemplating college or some other post-high school education, such as a trade school, military service, or apprenticeship, understanding your why and the definition of success is critical to setting a goal for yourself. A 2014 study at Strayer University discovered 90% of Americans believed success is more about happiness than power, possessions, or prestige. As a Catholic, I hope you agree. Today, you will learn about the sub-virtue of fortitude called magnanimity. We will explore how to identify your motivation for success, what is magnanimity, and how to grow in this essential virtue. Let's start with your why. There's a reflective activity called the seven whys that has been around for a while and and written about quite a bit. Basically, you take a goal and then repeatedly ask yourself why to go deeper. Like an onion, your response will have multiple layers. The response at the deepest layer seven will be much different than the initial response. I found a good example of how the seven whys can play out from a blogger named Erythria Siamimi. I've linked to her blog in the show notes below. Imagine she is pursuing a degree in journalism or English. Here's her response to the seven whys. So we start with, what do you want to do? And she says, to be a writer. Then, why would you want to be a writer? And she says, to be able to share my story with the world. Well, why would you want to share your story? To help someone who has gone through a similar ordeal. Why do you want to help someone? I know how it feels when I feel lost and I have no one to turn to, so I want my readers to feel less alone. Why do you want your readers to feel less alone? The road to success can feel lonely at times, and having someone who understands can really 10x their output. Why would you want someone to 10x their output so that they can live better lives? Why would you want them to live better lives? Because we only have one life, so we should live it to the fullest and enjoy the journey. And lastly, why would you want to live life to the fullest and enjoy the journey? And she responded, because when you're on your deathbed and someone asks you if you've regretted anything, you wouldn't want to answer, I wish I had done some certain activity. So if you were to sit down to answer your seven whys about going to college or the next step in your educational journey, what would come up for you? Why do you want to go to college? Or why do you want to earn the degree or program that you're working toward? According to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics, of the 2.7 million people ages 16 to 24 who graduated from high school between January and October 2021, 
1.7 million, or 61.8%, were enrolled in a college or university in October 2021. Many, many young people are going to college, but why? Now, college and universities tout many reasons why people can be motivated to pursue a degree. Here's a persuasive list of reasons from one campus's website. Number one, earn more on average. Two, increase chances of employment. Three, expand your opportunities. Four, prepare for the future. Five, build new relationships, such as those with peers, faculty, and alumni. Six, achieve your personal goals. And seven, make a difference. And they talk about you know, how college graduates are more likely to donate money to charities and organizations, to volunteer, to vote. So all those sorts of civic engagement and community involvement outcomes. Now, the top four reasons on this list, earn more money, increase chances of employment, expand your opportunities, and prepare for the future, have to do with improved social mobility and financial achievement. Some Catholics have a hard time with pursuing wealth. Perhaps it is stems from this popularly quoted Bible verse, money is the root of all evil. But what 1 Timothy 6.10 actually says is love of money is the root of all evil. It is placing the desire for money above the desire for God. So what if your pursuit of lucrative employment combined with prudent financial planning and modest spending could enable you to direct most of your funds to helping others, wouldn't that make financial gain more appealing? Now, we could look to St. Catherine Drexel, who dedicated her 95 years on earth to the education and care of the poor. Catherine Drexel was an extremely wealthy Philadelphia heiress. In 1899, she founded a new religious order to serve the poor called the Sisters of the Blessed Sacrament. Before her death in 1955, she had established 145 missions, 50 schools for African Americans, and 12 schools for indigenous people. She also established the Xavier University of Louisiana, the only historically black college, Catholic college in the United States. Catherine Drexel was canonized in the year 2000 by St. Pope John Paul II. She was also the second American-born saint and is considered the patron saint of philanthropy and racial justice. The non-tangible reasons to pursue higher education, such as building those new relationships, achieving personal goals, making a difference in the world, point us back to that big question of why. What matters most to you? In my previous example with the blogger, she had framed her seven whys as a response, as a way to understand her truth. In a blog post about authenticity, former athlete and leadership expert Mike Robbins summarized truth this way. He said, truth is about how we feel and what is real for us. It's about expressing what we think and feel in an authentic, vulnerable, and transparent way. Put another way, 
Secular society encourages each person to be an expert in their own experience. The you-do-you philosophy expects people to identify their subjective personal truths. A secular worldview with individualized personal truths leads to an incomplete or narrow approach to understanding your why. Yes, self-awareness is important. However, as Catholics, we are called to understand the truth with a capital T. Truth that is objective and not subjective. That is truth that comes from knowing and trusting in God's plan for us. Striving for virtuous living takes our lives to another level. The North American Baltimore Catechism asked, Why did God make you? The answer was simple. God made me to know him, to love him, and to serve him in this world, and to be happy with him forever in the next. Jesus answered the question even more briefly. I came so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's John 10.10. So let's hear that one more time. I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly. For Catholics, having an abundant life is an eternal life in its abounding fullness of joy and strength of spirit, soul, and body. To achieve an abundant life, a happy, healthy, and holy life, we are called to live virtuous lives during our short time here on earth. St. Thomas Aquinas described magnanimity as, quote, stretching forth of the mind to great things, unquote. The magnanimous person seeks to do great acts, that is, things that are deserving of honor. This is not opposed to humility, which is the willingness to live in accordance with the truth. The magnanimous person pursues greatness in proportion to his ability. Some of us have abilities in some areas, like athletics or acting, but not others. Pope Benedict XVI says, The way of the Lord was not comfortable, but we were not created for comfort, but for greatness. A nod back to magnanimity. Over the past 10 years or so, colleges and universities have tried to do a better job of helping students succeed and promote student success. The tricky question is, what is success? University faculty and administrators establish all kinds of metrics for success, such as retention of first-year students to second year, sense of belonging, job placement, salary attainment, graduation rates, four-year and six-year, percentages of students furthering their education, or number of students with prestigious scholarships. These data points are helpful to major progress for the university, but they don't point us to magnanimity. An anonymous author of the website thosecatholicmen.com offered five ways to develop the virtue of magnanimity. I've built on their five strategies with some suggestions related to each. Now, the first suggestion here is to begin by praying for the virtue of magnanimity. That's great. Jesus told us if we ask him for anything, he will give it to us, especially if it's a gift that will serve us to guide us towards salvation. Now, the authors recommend not just to spontaneously pray, but to rather create a routine where you can dedicate yourself to God at specific times of the day or night. Number two, 
Make a concerted effort to accomplish any task with diligence. Paying close attention to detail and caring about what you are doing are excellent ways to grow in magnanimity. You would not pray without thinking of the words or expect this to be a worthy prayer, would you? Likewise, everything you do must be diligent and thoughtful. For my Catholics on campus, think of it this way. Every course assignment, every club obligation, every relationship, work with diligence. Complete every task as though you were doing it for Jesus Christ. Number three, adjust your attitude positively toward all things. In other words, seek God's presence in all things and people. You may not be able to control what happens to you, but you can control how you respond to whatever is happening. Therefore, take everything God sees fit to send you as a gift from His hands. No one said it will be easy, and in fact, it will take a great deal of practice and prayer. But God did ask us to be perfect, and as the saying goes, practice makes perfect. Number four, take notice of those around you that you would normally not give a moment of your time. For Catholics on campus, this includes the custodians in your residence hall, the maintenance workers and groundskeepers around campus, everyone who works in the dining halls, the campus rec center or the student union, the administrative assistants in your dean's office, or the GTA who grades your papers. Each person has a story to tell a burden that they bear, and something that they can teach you. The seven principles of Catholic social teaching remind us of the dignity of work and the right of workers. Number five, cultivate a skill of listening rather than speaking, as many often say they hear others but do not actually absorb their words. Prayerfully reach out to all people before Prayerfully reach out to all people first and foremost with a smile and a God bless you. And number six, lastly, do not complain. I love this suggestion. It seems that complaining has been as much of a big issue 2,000 years ago as it is today. Here's a couple of Bible verses to kind of make that point. First Peter 4.9 says, be hospitable, to one another without grumbling. And St. Peter wrote to the Philippians saying, do all things without complaining and disrupting, that you may be become blameless and harmless children of God. That was from Philippians 2.14. In a 2021 Angelus address, Pope Francis said, complaining is a poison that causes anger, resentment, and sadness, and closes one's heart to God. He wrote, How often do we blame others, society, the world, for everything that happens to us? It's always the fault of others, including those who govern, misfortune, or so on. But all that time spent blaming others is wasting time. To wrap up today's podcast, I want to encourage you to ask yourself the seven whys regarding your decision to go to college. Is your goal for God's glory or for something else? Pray for that virtue of magnanimity. Make a concerted effort to accomplish any task with diligence. Adjust your attitude positively 
toward all things and take notice of those around you that you would not normally give a moment of your time to. And finally, stop complaining. If you want to learn how to embrace virtuous living and weave it into your daily habits, I encourage you to get involved with one of my student success workshops. You can learn more about them at my website, which is available in the show notes. I'll close with a short prayer for magnanimity. O Lord, give me a generous heart capable of understanding great things for you. Amen. Until next time, my friends, may God bless you and have a wonderful, wonderful day. If you are an ambitious college student who desires to leverage your God-given talents to live in beatitude and make a bold difference in the world, Dr. Virginia Cook can help you excel in your educational journey and grow in your Catholic identity. As founder of Knots Untied Coaching, Virginia offers mindset coaching from an authentically Catholic perspective and collegiate success and well-being strategies for happy, healthy, and holy living. Want to stay connected? Visit KnotsUntied.com to learn how to join an amazing community of like-minded Catholic college students and their parents. You can also follow her on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook. Check out the show notes for links and special offers.